0: It's episode seven of the Better Than Average podcast. It is game week. However, we don't have a game week press conference today uh, on this Monday because the campus shut down because of the weather that came through. So you won't hear from Mike Leach today. You'll maybe hear from him tomorrow. So what I'm going to do is look at one key position Mike Leach says is the most important on the team. And the depth chart has been released. So if you like depth charts, stay tuned. Than average, you play football. A football, oh no, juggernaut of a podcast better than average. It's like a radio show that's not on the radio, coach. It's a great day for you, huh? Yeah, it's better than average. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and here's your host, American Hero Man of Few Words. You're not a liar, are you? Wyatt, I am rolling. All right, welcome in. Matt White here with you. This is game week. If you hear any rattling around on the podcast right now, it's the remaining. Coffee I have left in my thermos from High Point Roasters in New Albany. <laughs> I drank most of it during the radio show today, but I'm just going to pour the rest of it and have it during the podcast here. Um, this podcast is presented by Mississippi Land Bank. Land Bank! Visit them online, mslandbank.com. are the kind of folks that you want to do business with, trust me. So anything land related, buying, selling, farmland, hunting land, recreational property, building a dream home, anything land related. That's where you want to go. Check them out, mslandbank.com. All right, so we have the depth chart. They just put it out today. As I mentioned in the intro, there's no Mike Leach press conference on this Monday. Uh, You were going to have your first in-person, indoors, face-to-face Q&A media with Mike Leach, but it didn't happen today because they shut the campus down because of the weather coming through. So it looks like media may get a chance to ask him, questions uh tomorrow after practice on Tuesday, which would actually be like tomorrow night because I don't think they practice start practicing until about 4 30 in the afternoon tomorrow on Tuesday. I'm sure there will be some questions about depth chart stuff. So I'm gonna go over that with you. They put the depth chart out. It's the official depth chart as of August the 30th today. It says so on the official depth chart on the website. Now whether or not it's going to change at all through the year I don't know. I kind of doubt it. I think the M.O. over the years has been that Coach Leach doesn't change the depth chart once he puts it out there. But regardless, we'll go over that. However, the first thing I want to do is take a look at what Mike Leach says is the most important position on the entire football team. Now, what would that be? Would it be quarterback, receiver, In the air raid offense, I mean, I'm sure you could argue that. Uh, No, it's the offensive line, collective offensive line. Now, as a former QB, I would tell you I 100% agree, always have, been preaching it for years on the radio that the game is won and lost on the line of scrimmage, every game. Every game is won and lost on the line of scrimmage. It starts there it ends there it doesn't get off the ground unless you're good there you know all that kind of stuff you think about it from an air raid perspective all that is magnified here's what Mike Leach said about it I know you've been trying to get your line to a certain point when they're not where you want them to be does that affect play calling deep passes that sort of thing Affects everything. It's the most important position on the team. Uh, you know, and people may disagree, and if they do disagree, they're wrong. But offensive line's the most important position. The progress of your offensive line today. Uh, I thought, you know, it's been kind of a steady progression. I thought uh, the first group I thought did reasonably well. Like obviously, some plays we'd like to have back. Uh, you know, our third group we're just trying to carve that out. So. Um, but I, I thought good, steady work. I thought we improved as a team on both sides. You know, it's, it's uh, uh, and I didn't think there were any long streaks that anybody got in. So we kind of traded blows. So I thought it was a good scrimmage. So you hear those comments. And like I say, I 100% agree. Now here's what I wanted to point out at you. State's offensive line, you know, it doesn't lack length, it doesn't lack talent, potential, all that. State's offensive line lacks experience. That's what you don't have. And I know nobody wants you bringing up Sylvester Croom quotes. Uh, I don't mind them. I, th- you know, I thought he nailed this one. Experience you can't speed it up. Okay, that's the thing you can't hurry up. You can't speed up experience and it's so true so i've thought i'm going to look at this before i make up my mind and sure enough you know after looking at it it kind of is was hammered home what i was thinking so i sat down i looked at states projected starting offensive line here the experience on that offensive front compared it to some other sec teams here's what the numbers tell you See if this means anything to you. Left tackle, Charles Cross. Left guard, Cam Jones. Center, LaQuinston Sharp. Right guard, Dr. Bill Johnson. Right tackle, Scott Lashley. There are two seniors there. Okay, There's two seniors on that offensive front. One is LaQuinston Sharp. The other is Scott Lashley. There are two sophomores and there's one freshman. That's their actual eligibility according to the NCAA because 2020 does not count. Okay, so that's their actual eligibility according to the NCAA. A couple seniors, two sophomores, and a redshirt freshman. Here's what else I'm driving at one of those seniors, Lashley, has never started a ball game. And he's coming off season-ending injury last year. Okay, so he's played tackle before. He's just never actually started a ball game before. So, people who've played can understand that's pretty significant. You got to make a little step there to go from having the potential to be a starter to actually be a good starter. Okay, let me give you another example. Sharp, LeQuinston Sharp, senior, the other senior on your offensive line. He has in his career played in 18 games and started nine of them, exactly half of the games he played in. But those were all at right guard and left guard. He's never started a ball game at center. He's your starting center. So that's just one way to talk okay, so you go, well seniority, we got two seniors on an offensive line. Yeah. Neither of them have started a game ever at this level, at the position they are going to start this Saturday when they run out there. It'll be a first for both of them. What about guard? All right, so look at Cam Jones, your starting left guard. He is a redshirt sophomore. In 2019, first year at State, didn't play at all. Last year, he started and played in six games, all at right tackle. He's your starting left guard. Look at your right guard, Donald Bill Johnson, sophomore. In 2018, he played in three games, didn't start any. 2019, played in three games, didn't start any. Last year, played in eight games, started three of them at right tackle. He's now your right guard. (laughs) okay, So let me recap. Think about this now in terms of experience on your offensive line and continuity. Your right tackle has never started a game there. Didn't play at all last year. Your right guard has never started a game at right guard. Your center has never started a game at center. And your left guard has never started a game at left guard. And then we get to Charles Cross. He is the most experienced player on the offensive line at his position. And he's a redshirt freshman who's played in a grand total of 13 career ballgames. In 2019, as a true freshman, he played in three games and therefore was able to redshirt. And last year, he played in 10 and started 10. Charles Cross is the only member of your starting offensive line who has ever started a ball game at the position he will start this Saturday against Louisiana Tech. Now that's one way to illustrate experience and that is individually. What about collectively? Collectively, this offensive line, if you add those up, this offensive line has 28 starts total under its belt. Now I just told you that The majority of those are starts at positions other than what they're playing now, but it's still on the offensive line. That's something to be spoken for. I mean, you know, 28 starts as a group. Keep in mind, 10 of those at their current position, that's all Charles Cross. So 28 starts on your offensive line going into the weekend. How does that compare? I just thought I'd look it up for three other teams in the SEC. You're going to play all three of them. Alabama, Texas A&M, and Ole Miss. Texas A&M. They were good on the offensive line. They can run the ball. A little pro style built in there. Left tackle, Kenyon Green. Now, let me preface, to Some of these other teams, I haven't gone to research how their their fall camps are going and whether or not these guys have indeed earned you know the starting job. And if they're one on the depth chart, there could be some differences. But just hang in there with me. Texas A&M left tackle Kenyon Green, thirteen starts at left tackle in 2019, ten starts there last year. Left guard for A&M, uh, Ogan. How do you say it? Ogan a <laughs> uh, Aki Ogan Baye, freshman has played in one game in his career. Not started. Played in one game a m starting center, Luke Matthews. Played in 11 games in 2019, didn't start any, and then last year was out for the year with an injury. Right guard at AM, and Layden Robinson. He's a redshirt freshman. Played in three games in 2019. Played in 10 games in 2020. Has not started. And right tackle, Jameer Johnson. He's a senior. He has... Uh, in 2018 through 2020, he started 17 games and played in 24 for Tennessee, not at AM. So a lot of inexperience at Texas A&M. But if you add up the career starts on their offensive line, they have 40 career starts. All that inexperience. One guy played one game, another guard never started one they collectively have 40 starts on the offensive line. Remember, State has 28. Alabama's projected starting offensive line, 54 starts among the guys coming back. Evan Neal, left tackle, started 12 games for him there last year. Left guard, Tommy Brown. Uh, Center at Alabama, Chris Owens, a senior. Three starts in his career, at two at center, one at right tackle. The right guard started 13 games there last year. The right tackle at Alabama has started nine games in his career. Alabama has 54 starts returning on its offensive line. Ole Miss, Ole Miss offensive line, they returned 62 starts under their belt on that offensive line. At Ole Miss, left tackle Nick, I don't know if it's Broker or Brecker. He's a sophomore, but he started 10 games last year. Left guard Caleb Warren uh, started eight games last year. Center Ben Brown, hes he started a bunch of games in his uh, career at, at other positions. In 2018, Brown started 12 games at guard. 19 started 12 games last year, started 10 games. Right guard at Ole Miss, Jalen Cunningham, he's a sophomore, has played in 20 games but hasn't started any. And the right tackle, Jeremy James, he's a freshman but uh, because he was a freshman last year, but he started 10 games at right guard. So they return a bunch of starts at you know center in certain positions, but collectively 62 starts. So, again, we've compared those. 62 starts returning on the Ole Miss offensive line. 54 on the Bama offensive line, 40 on Texas A&M's offensive line, and 28 on Mississippi State's offensive line. So the point being, they are talented. They can do the job. They are expected to make a jump. They have to. They will be better. But they are not experienced. This podcast is supported by Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. I'm telling you about it because they have local agents in all 82 counties around the state, and local is the key. We call them hometown heroes because they are in your hometown. You don't have to deal with somebody two states, three states away, and an 800 number. Just have somebody local that lives down the street, goes to the same church, you see them out to eat, your kids go to school together, let that person handle your insurance. I promise you, you're not going to regret it. Check out Farm Bureau Insurance at favrates.com. So to recap that, and I am not trying to pour water on your enthusiasm for the season at all. Uh, but to recap, there's just uh, there's not a lot of returning experience. And that's important on an offensive line. So their development has to be ramped up. Their development probably has been helped by practicing against a very good defensive front, aggressive defensive front, and front seven. Um, But you got guys who are going to go through stuff for the first time this Saturday in Davis-Wade Stadium. You have the, what, four out of five starters on your offensive line have never started a game at the position they will start at this Saturday. So I think that puts in perspective how, f- how much room they have to grow, how far they've got to go, and how quickly they've got to do it. Now, these are just stats, okay, numbers. They're not always an indicator of performance, but it is worth considering when you're going into a year and understanding when Mike Leach said last year they had the youngest team in the country, he was not kidding. And in some ways, you're still getting your footing under you. And and the building of that experience is going to not continue. It's going to start this Saturday. So in those four teams that I compared, just to recap, returning starts on the offensive line. Ole Miss 62, Alabama 54, Texas A&M 40, Mississippi State, 28. Pretty significant. So, speaking of starters, we've got a depth chart. <clears throat> uh, the school put it out today. Let's go over that. At quarterback, it's Will Rogers or Chance Lovettage. That's the way it's listed. Uh, there's an or there. Same thing at running back, it's Woody Marks or Dylan Johnson. Now, here's where it gets... Uh, A little more interesting, if you go to the X receiver position, X outside receiver, kind of the single side, Malik Heath listed as your starter there with his backup at the X position being Tulu Griffin. Big difference in their sizes, uh, but that's on the one side on the outside. In the slot at the H position, your starter is Jameer Calvin, the transfer from Washington State. His backup is Rufus Harvey, Out of uh, startable redshirt freshman, both those guys 5'10", 170 pounds. At um, the Y position, which it's like your tight end, but instead it's a different slot position. You've got Austin Williams or Jaden Wally listed as your starters right there with the backup being Christian Ford, who's at a a good camp as a transfer. And then the split end or Z position, the starter is – as expected, Mackay Polk, the transfer from Cal, and his backup is Caleb Ducking, the big 6'5", 205 uh, Juco transfer. Now, I went over the starters, projecting that offensive line. Left tackle, Charles Cross. Left guard, Cameron Jones. Center is Sharp. Right guard is Dollar Bill. Right tackle is Lashley. What about their backup? So this is what's listed. The backup to Charles Cross at left tackle is Nick Jones, uh, redshirt sophomore, six three, three hundred, and I think Nick Jones has had a good camp. I liked what I saw from him in the last big scrimmage at the stadium. Uh, the backup at left guard to Cameron Jones is Cole Smith. He is also the backup at center, so he's your first interior lineman, you know, off the bench, either center or left guard. Listed as the backup at right guard is Cordavian Suggs, redshirt senior. I think he's had a good camp. And then your backup right tackle is listed as Albert Reese, the freshman 6'7", 3'15". Um, So really only one first year player in the two deep on your offensive line. So that's a silver lining right there. Then you go over to the defensive side. These are your defensive starters and defensive depth chart. You've got Defensive end, nose guard, and D-tackle. That's your three defensive lineman positions listed in this 3-3-5. Okay, so the defensive end, a rush end position. Starter is listed as Randy Charlton, 6'3", 265, transfer from UCF. And his backup at the defensive end is Demonte Russell, 6'4", 265. It's notable there that uh, Harris is listed at the other position. I'll get to that. Your nose guard, as I talked about on here uh, a couple of – episodes ago. Cameron Young is the starter at nose with his backup being Nathan Pickering. And then at the other rush positions, three-man front, but he's listed as D-tackle, not in, is 94 Crummity with his backup being Jack Harris. So I like that. You'd love to have a a healthy Jordan Davis in there, but uh, he's not there. So then you go to the three linebacker positions uh, strong, middle, and weak. Sam, Mike, and Will at the Sam position. Tyrus Wheat is your starter, and uh, his backup. It's backups. It's it listed as Sherman Timms or Rodney Gross. Both guys uh, have have done a really nice job. And Sherman Timms just continues to find ways to get on the field wherever they. He he forces them to play him somewhere, and I think Gross is going to get playing time too. Middle linebacker, your starter is uh, Nathaniel Watson. His backup is the JUCO transfer Deshawn Page. And at the will linebacker position, a little bit more of a rush uh, position. Brule is your starter with Jet Johnson as his backup. Again, like that group also, and they'll mix and match, I'm sure. So then you go in the secondary. Uh, we know what you have at corner. Your starting corners are Martin Emerson and Emmanuel Forbes. Their backups are listed as DeCamon Richardson and Assayas Furge. Then it's safety. Free safety, Colin Duncan is your starter with Jay Jemison, the redshirt senior, as his backup. Uh, The strong safety position, Jalen Green, transfer from Texas, listed as your starter with Dylan Lawrence as his backup. And then the dog safety position, a little kind of a tweener there, a little more downhill hitter. Is, uh starter is Fred Peters, with Sean Preston Jr. listed as his backup. There's a couple things I wanted to point out also. <clears throat> uh, at, at kicker, Reeves is your kicker. He's going to be one of the best in the country. And this is interesting to me. At punter, they list Tucker Day or uh, 56, Archer Trafford. It's either Trafford or Trafford. I think it's Trafford. You need to know about him. He's a redshirt sophomore. He is left-footed, and uh, he's 6'2", 240, and he uh, originally was at Air Force. And uh, with him, it's just a matter of consistency. He can absolutely kill it. He can absolutely crush the football. It's just a matter of consistency. Uh, But Tucker Day or Trafford. Uh, Rees is going to kick off. Kick returners are listed as Tulu Griffin and Woody Marks. Punt returners are Austin Williams and Emmanuel Forbes. Your starting uh, deep snapper is going to be Hayes Hammond from Tupelo High School. And uh, so those are your your special teams starters are listed as such. So that's a look at the depth chart right there. It pretty much matches everything that I went over here in trying to predict who would be listed as starters, and that goes back to a couple of podcasts ago when uh, John Paul asked me to go through that. And I think the things that I probably missed <clears throat> when I went through it was You know, I didn't have an or between Will Rogers and Lovertage, And they do here on the depth chart for, you know, whatever their purpose is. You know, I talked about Jameer Calvin. I don't think I necessarily talked about him as a starter. I talked about Austin Williams and Jaden Wiley as your starters. But they're both playing the same position. So Calvin's a starter in the other slot. And and Harvey, I knew he'd get playing time. I didn't see him necessarily listed as an immediate backup, but he is right there. And then – defense you know pretty much goes to chalk there what we thought we would see other than you know the one safety I didn't talk much about is Jay jemison and when you listen to uh, the coaching staff, uh, they're high on him feel like he's had a good camp and there's a lot of young bodies that aren't on your too deep that are going to play for you some especially on that defensive side of the ball um, just based on the, the fall camps that they've had so those are guys who've earned positions. Alright, so that'll wrap it up for this episode of the Better Than Average podcast. I appreciate you tuning in. Hope that scratches the itch a little bit here on game week, even though we didn't have a press conference today. I was going to, and I think normally will on Mondays be able to go over the Mike Leach press conference with you. Those will happen on Mondays around 2 p.m. each week previewing the upcoming opponent. Didn't happen today. So in future Monday episodes, we should have those for you on Monday nights. Uh, Instead, Uh, The next podcast coming up will come out on Thursday. It'll be two days before game day. It'll be the night of the Dog Talk Coaches Show. And so I might actually wait to publish just to listen to that show and see what's in there for you, if there's anything I need to pass along to you and get it out there on Thursday night. Any questions between now and then, please tweet them to me. Uh, Hit me up on Facebook or Instagram, any of those. Send your questions there, and I can get them between now and Thursday. And I just appreciate you tuning in. Thanks to Mississippi Land Bank for their support and to Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance for always supporting this content as well. And I'll see you on the next one.